Welcome to the Pilgrim's Well podcast. Pilgrim's Well is produced by Seventh Reformed Church as a resource for the souls of Christians wherever you are in your journey. Here we share testimonies, provide spiritual encouragement, and discuss key topics of the Christian faith, systematic theology, and so much more. Join us now for today's episode of the Pilgrim's Well. Hello and welcome to our channel, Pilgrim's Well, and we have here Brent Bernard, and we're going to start with uh, a new episode in the Christian on the Mount series, uh, and we're going to take a look in the chapter 6 of uh, Sermon on the Mount. So, can you give just uh, a brief uh, overview of the chapter before we go to, to some verses? Yeah, absolutely. This is like a 30,000 foot view. We're just, we're just <laughs> flying through the Sermon on the Mount. Um, there's much more that could be said. Yeah. So, chapter 6, I, I think, begins uh, the manner of living. Um, Christ ends chapter 5 by saying, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. But chapter 6 begins saying, beware of practicing your righteousness. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, being perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect is being righteous as He is. And then Christ is here um, um, dealing with a few things. He's, I, th- I think what he's attacking is the, the Pharise- pharisaical, you know, legalistic, self-righteous idea of sounding a trumpet when you're giving mm-hmm. to the needy or, you know, standing in the prominent place and praying or, you know, when you're fasting, you're putting on a face of gloom. And Christ is really getting at what does it look like to live um, before the face of the Heavenly Father. Okay, that's good. So, yeah, the the first the first uh, the first chapter the first verse of chapter mm-hmm. six always struck me in some way uh, because hmm. in chapter five he he talks about the law uh, the uh, a real interpretation of the law mm-hmm. and he talks about being si- uh, salt and light to yeah. the world yeah. And then all of a sudden he says, "Beware of practicing your righteousness before people in order to be seen by them." So, how how do we deal with with this apparent paradox? What do you think about it? Yeah, that's a really good point. Let me think about that. I would say, um, yeah, we're called to be. I think what Christ is getting at here is a reward from man. Hmm. That's that's probably how I would contrast it. For, uh, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're supposed to practice our righteousness before people um, in order to glorify God. But he's uh, Christ is saying, don't do it in order to be seen by people in the sense of to get your reward from people. Mm-hmm. So, just put it practically, when I pray, I shouldn't I shouldn't look around. Okay, there's a lot of people here. All right. And now I'm going to pray in this certain way with my hands outstretched and stuff. That way people say, oh, what a holy and righteous mm-hmm. man, right? No. it's um, I'm supposed to go into my inner closet and shut the door and be in a secret place and pray. That's good. It's about pleasing my Father, mm-hmm. yeah, not so, about men. So what are you doing here? It's kind of like what Jesus did. Hmm. You, you obey the commandment. You do it uh, kind of like to the world as being salt and light. But your heart hmm. must be... Uh, uh, in in obey if, uh, your your father's will and yeah. to give glory to him. So yeah, that that's because for me it's just like uh, 
eventually the world will see, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, me as a as a Christian living in the world, being light and salt. Yeah. But I can do those two things. I, I mean, I can do everything: uh, obey the law, uh, being uh, uh, gracious to to others. And at the same time, my heart and doing this to be seen by men and not, yeah. not by God. Yeah. But which is helpful, though, right? Because Christ in the, in the first chapter says he gets to the heart. Because even if you did, you know, so to speak, keep the law physically mm-hmm. or externally, um, if you're doing it for the reason of I want to be seen by others to look mm-hmm. like a holy, righteous person, the Father sees that. Yeah. And he will not reward you, so yeah. to speak. That's the constant reward here. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we, uh, and going to the topic of prayer, mm-hmm. right, we kind of, uh, we don't have this too much in our days to, to go in public and pray in public. Yeah. So wh- what do you think would be uh, for uh, the danger for us today of mm praying for others to see or mm-hmm. fasting for others to see because it's kind of different mm-hmm. a little bit, right, in our yeah. circles. Yeah. I mean, I the only thing I can think about is uh, in, in church and usually in Brazil, uh, in our worship service, it's not only the, the pastor who, who, who prays. Sometimes they ask someone from the church, a member from mm-hmm. the church, to, to, to mm-hmm. pray mm-hmm. during the service and they mm-hmm. go with the mic there. And so mm-hmm. this is how I can see that we can fall into this this sin. But what are your, your thoughts about it? Hmm, that's good. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a religious context here. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're in church or whatever, uh, if you're a member, you're like, oh, I, you're just itching for somebody to ask you what did you tithe that week? So you could say, oh, I tithed half of my income or whatever. Mm, okay. That's, that's, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the prayer and in fasting as well. Um, but I also think, in a sense, there is a worldly sense, because I do think there are people in the world who look at, if they see, um, I, because you hear about this all the time, about holy men and mm-hmm. people, and people get locked onto these holy people, and they follow them or whatever, because mm-hmm. they're, I don't know, they make such a show of, okay. of their outward yeah. religion that it's, it's deceiving. So I think there's a little bit of that, too. That's interesting. Okay. So, uh, about the the Lord's Prayer, that's mm. the, the chapter of the Lord's Prayer, right? Yeah, right. Where Jesus uh, taught us to pray. So, would you think that this prayer it should be prayed just like this, or is a model? What, do you, what are your thoughts about it? Yeah. So, I, I personally, I use this um, as, like, I think of it like, so there's a... You guys can't see it, but there's a, um, what do you call the thing, a stand where you put your coats on? <laughs> Hanger. There's a coat rack Corner. behind us. And I, you could see it as like a stem, and there's these little things coming out, pegs, and you throw things on the pegs, right? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of look at the Lord's Prayer as a model prayer, like this is, this is a stem, mm-hmm. and here's the pegs coming out. And one peg is, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So what is Christ teaching there? Christ is teaching, you know, everything and everyone needs to revere God and fear Him, and His name would be great. Mm-hmm. I can pray, I can go through the whole Bible and pray that about God's name being great, and I can just tack that on, just tack it on, so to speak. 
put it on the hook. Next hook, your kingdom come. I can pray about that. So I take it as like, like a coat rack. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I'm tended to to view it the same way as a kind of model. I don't think that there's anything wrong in prayer. This exact words. Yeah, I agree. Uh, on the contrary, it's the, the very words that Jesus Christ yeah. uh, uh, revealed to us. But it, it's very good for for a model, right? So, mm-hmm. and this is sometimes what lack in our prayers. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you go to God just to mm-hmm. ask things, mm-hmm. and this is not uh, wrong in itself. But mm-hmm. because we we do find something like this in the prayer, give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our debts. Yeah. But his main focus, I, I mean, his primary focus is to hallow the name of God, to yes. glorify Him. So always when I go to to this prayer in my uh, devotions, uh, I think. How many time am I spending glorifying God, praising God in my own prayers? Yeah. Right? And especially for for parents, yeah. this should be a good indicative. If you hear your children prayer prayers, you see, oh, that's how I'm praying. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Because they would yeah. just copy your prayer. Wow. So if you're just saying words randomly or saying all all the time the same things, they would catch on this and we would take it as but yeah this this should be one of the primary things that we we do when we go to God in prayer right glorify yeah. his name and and praise him and this is something that yeah. usually don't do it yeah I want to get to that too and again what Christ is getting at as well which you pointed out is everything is done before the face of the father for the for the Christian who belongs to this new kingdom um, the kingdom of Christ, everything is seen by the Father. Unlike these hypocrites, right? Mm-hmm. And I think of, I can't remember what chapters in Luke with the Pharisee and the tax collector praying. Mm-hmm. And the Pharisee's standing and he's like, um, I thank you, oh God, I'm not like these other men. He's just going on about how he gives and mm-hmm. all these things like that. And then the tax collector is beating his breast and he won't even look up to heaven saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And so to speak, the Father sees who? The sinner, right? Yeah. Does he see the Pharisee? Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. But what's what's terrifying, and I, and I heard Paul Washer preaching about this, what's terrifying is when Christ says they have received their reward in full. Mm-hmm. We're looking for a reward here in verse 4 and throughout here. And mm-hmm. so, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. I want mm-hmm. a heavenly reward from a heavenly Father. What's terrifying is when God gives these hypocrites, these sinners that desires of their heart and their reward in full and they went straight to hell. Mm-hmm. But we're we're to be humble, like all the Beatitudes say, meek, laying before God, poor in spirit, and praying this, our Father who is in heaven. Like you said, our prayers would be God centered, mm-hmm. our giving is to be God centered. Our fasting is to be God centered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm happy that you mentioned fasting because it's a nice topic. <laughs> so a lot of people say that uh, it's not a uh, this fasting is a thing for those days for that time mm. uh, and not for our own days. What, what do you think about it? What are your thoughts oh, generally about fasting? So I would just start off with this. Um, well, Christ, let's just take Christ's words in verse five. And when you pray. Okay, not if you pray, but when you pray. So mm-hmm. he's he's assuming that we're going to pray as Christians. Mm-hmm. 
verse 16, and when you fast. <laughs> I don't have the Greek in front of me, but that looks like the same construction <laughs> to me. So it's not an if you fast, it's a when you fast. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's to be expected. That's good. So do you think that uh, even, okay, let's, let's take, take that. We, we, we have to fast uh, uh, in our Christian life. So mm-hmm. when do you think is the appropriate time? Do you think it's a, hmm. a thing that should be regular hmm. uh, for Christians or, or a thing that is pointed? If, I, if there's something happening in my life, I'm suffering, if I want something or then I fast. Yeah. What, what do you think about Boy, it? Boy, it's a good question. Um, I think, I, I would say, I think fasting should be organic. Mm-hmm. What do I mean by that? Again, I'm going to cite Paul Washer here because I, I happened to listen to a, him <laughs> preach on uh, fasting, actually. That's good. His argument is it should be p- about its passion. Mm-hmm. He gives this illustration. He says, imagine that, sorry, bunny trail here. <laughs> imagine that I've been planning this vacation with my family for four years And we've been just looking forward to it. We're saving money. This great vacation is going to come up for four years. The day finally comes. We're going to step out the door and go on vacation. And as we're going out the door, the car's packed. My kid falls over, just passes out, right? What am I going to do in that moment? Well, I'm not even thinking about the vacation anymore. (laughs) I'm thinking about my kid now. Uh, this is so important to me. I got to get my kid to the hospital. I got to take care mm-hmm. of him. Who cares about this vacation thing? And, and if and if somebody, um, you know, like came up to him and, and uh, said, "Hey, I've got this, um, I've got this gift card to the greatest restaurant in the city. Let's go and eat." At that moment, you're like, "What are you doing? I got to take care of my kid. My kids. I don't even want to eat anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want anything." Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how he describes fasting. It's it, it's such a it, we're so consumed with the Lord's prayer about your mm-hmm. kingdom come, your will be done, Father, you be glorified. That everything is pushed out of its mm-hmm. way. That's one way to approach it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good way. That's nice. Do you have any wisdom on that? Uh, no. Uh, I, I I I still thinking about it because I do I do have my own opinions about it, but. It's not so well grounded. I need to to read more about it. But I, I think it should be something regular yeah. in the life of a Christian. I do too. As a as a way to cling to God and yeah. and and just like you said, to renounce everything for a time, even mm-hmm. food, yep. and to be fed by God. And yeah, yeah. Th- there is a very good book of John Piper, mm-hmm. uh, Hanger for a God. I think he talks about it. And okay, it's, it's kind of like the same in the same lines that you describe here of Paul Washer's sermon nice. about this passion to God and passion. our need for him. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's good to have regularity as well. I know for me, sometimes it can become rote in the sense. So I don't know for you, but after battle, mm-hmm. um, it becoming mechanical. Like even like, yeah. like or prayer as well or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh yeah, so the, the Sermon on the Mount goes on here in chapter 6, uh, and it talks about to lay up treasures in heaven. It was kind of like what you were saying in the beginning, where we do things for God's glory and mm-hmm. to receive uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, His reward. Mm-hmm. And then he introduces the, hmm. 
the the two masters, mm. right? Theology. Yeah. The we cannot uh, love or serve two different masters, and then he he goes to anxiety, <laughs> right? Yeah. And w w what do you th mm. what why do you think he is structured that way? Yeah, that's a great. That's great. Um, I think because he is Christ is opening up. This is what kingdom life looks like. You're mm -hmm. living under your heavenly Father and receiving everything from Him. If your eye, verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Mm -hmm. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? So I think he's contrasting here. One who's, who's born again, who is belongs to his heavenly father and receives everything from his heavenly father's hand versus someone who is evil and has this you know, eye for the world and gathering possessions and things. It seems to be the context here. No one can serve two masters, verse 24, mm -hmm. like you said. Either he'll hate the one and love the other. And I think what, what Christ is pr pressing here is that We belong to one master, the Heavenly Father, and, and he's going to open up here, verses 25 to the end of 6. Mm -hmm. We receive everything from our Heavenly Father, but when we put our eyes on any other master, on any other thing, to find fulfillment, to find whatever our treasure is, it's going to be empty. Mm. Yeah. That's probably how I would answer it. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. I also think about uh, money. Because mm -hmm. he says in the the end of verse 24, he said, you cannot serve God and money. Right. So, right. and when he starts to talk about uh, what God provides us, mm -hmm. to us, usually, I, I not usually, but I think in almost all cases, it deals with money. Mm -hmm. He talks about clothing, about eating, right? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And I, I feel that It's kind of like doing, doing this connection, hmm. especially, and, and he says that the Gentiles that seek after all those things, mm -hmm. right? They mm -hmm. seek after money, after pleasure, mm -hmm. and after uh, how to, to provide to themselves, because mm -hmm. they are all alone in this world. They have mm -hmm. to provide to themselves. But even in this case, God provides to them, but yeah. they worry about those things because... Mm -hmm. These are their masters, right? And it, it's very, huh. and it's very, this struck me a lot because we usually be, we are anxious about those things, yeah. right? What we're going to yeah. eat, yeah. Uh, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear. Yeah. It's usually in our minds uh, when we have kids, when we have uh, uh, spouse. So, and Jesus is very hard here. He said that the Gentiles, those who yeah. do not have the Holy Spirit, mm. that thinks about it. Right. And <laughs> oh, you've little how, faith. Yeah. And how many times we just worry about those things and we are anxious about those things. Mm. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's very humbling. It <laughs> is, radiant. right? Yeah. I think that's good that you pointed that out because, like, like I said, I think in the first previous episode, like, this is meant to, it slays us. Like, yeah. we see, like, oh, wow, a kingdom citizen is supposed to not be anxious. I'm anxious. What does that yeah. say? Like, thanks be to God that when we confess our sins and forsake them, He is uh, righteous and just to forgive us our Amen. sins. Why? Because of the blood of the Son, the one who is giving this 
Yeah. This uh, sermon. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amen. And he gave, and God gave uh, his only son for us. So yeah. How would not, he would not give us all things, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, I always think about it because uh, about the things that we really need, uh, which is salvation, forgiveness, and mm -hmm. a, a real relationship with Christ. And even if, if we had a miserable life in this world, uh -huh. just like the, the parable, uh, Lazarus and the, the rich, the rich man, uh -huh. uh, this guy was miserable. Yeah. He didn't have anything at all, yeah. but he was saved. So. Mm -hmm. And how many times we complain about our situation. <laughs> and we have everything. We have a shelter. We have uh, cell phones. We have everything. We have clothes. Yeah. So. Yeah, back to the Beatitudes, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Yeah. Blessed are the yeah. those who mourn and hunger and thirst for righteousness. Amen. Thank you, Brent, yeah. <laughs> for uh, bringing us back to the Word and Sermon on the Mountain. And thank you for watching uh, the series of Christian on the Mountain. Um, make sure to subscribe and, and, and share with others and friends. And I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. See you in the next episode. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in on today's episode of The Pilgrim's Well. For more, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and find us on YouTube at Pilgrim's Well. To find this church online, go to seventhref.org.